Hello, fellow rodent geeks. This is Alex Austin coming at you with news about a couple of events that we have coming up. If you'd like to come out and hang out with us or meet up with the boys of Rodent Geek Official Podcast, this is the way to do it. The first event is actually coming up May 4th. You might also know this is Star Wars Day. May the 4th be with you. It's a Saturday. If you're in the Winter Detroit area and you want to take part in Free Comic Book Day, bring the kids out. It's a great family event. We're actually going to be at Paper Heroes in Windsor on Howard Avenue. You can look them up online. So it's a great comic book shop. It's going to be a great place to bring the kids to take part in the Fight Like Mason Day Barbecue, which is a charity barbecue event that they do uh, every free comic book day at Paper Heroes, and also partake in a charity raffle. So we'll have some raffle items set up on the Ronin Geek official podcast table. We'll be doing a live cast and potentially a podcast recording as well. The second big event is actually coming up September 21st to 22nd in Windsor at Caesars Windsor Casino, and that's actually going to be Windsor Comic Con. So we are going to be in attendance as exhibitors at the Windsor Comic Con September 21st to 22nd. You can get your tickets on WindsorComicCon.com. I will link to that show notes below, so feel free to click on the link and get your tickets, and make sure to come and visit us at one of these events coming up here. We're going to have a lot of fun and uh, raise a lot of awareness as well. Thank you so much for your time, and enjoy the pod. All right, welcome to Ronan Geek Official Podcast. This is episode 38 of the podcast. And today it is just myself, Alex Austin, and joined by me in the room, as always, is... Rob. Yeah, and today there's no Adam, there's no Osh. Uh, both of them had prior engagements today. I did kind of seek out to see if there was some other people we could get as uh, as another guest host. Oh, yeah. Uh, kind of on short notice, but there was nobody I could A get. Short notice host? Yeah, short notice host, yeah. yeah. We don't have any, so is what I learned today. <laughs> We've got none. <laughs> We've got so, no network. <laughs> we know literally we no have, one. <laughs> we have no safety net for this at all. This is just <laughs> there was some group chat message that maybe Osh had sent out trying to get like a game night together, and yeah. I was like texting random people from that trying to figure out who they were, <laughs> like just to see if any of them were people. Who yeah, we know who might want to do it? You know, but oh, it was like, yeah, yeah. I, I think oh, one of the, like the guys we played cards with. Yeah, and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. Anyway, yeah. so uh, so and that failed. That failed, so we don't have another guest host. So this is like an old-fashioned Road to Geek official podcast. This is like a year one situation here, yeah, where it's yeah. just us and and this is the, it's it's a nicer room. We got nicer digs this year, I guess, uh, yeah. compared to last year. But yeah, certainly, uh, this is like the classic Ronin Geek setup. I like it. I like it. Just us two and podcast cat. <laughs> so. So I figure at the top of the episode here, uh, we don't have a huge agenda for this episode outside of a whole bunch of news items that kind of came through this last week. There's really no feature item. We're kind of anticipating the release of Shazam, which comes out <laughs> this next week here. DC Shazam. <laughs> yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be good. It's going to be yeah. good. Uh, all the pre, I guess, pre-reviews? Previews? I don't know what you call them. Yeah, people be, people who are not allowed to release previews, an official yeah. review for the movie, right. uh, who have gone and seen it early, uh, are saying it looks really, really good. And huh. it's a great movie. So people are genuinely enjoying it. They're saying it's the most heartfelt DC film since Christopher Reeve's Superman. So take that for what you will. Interesting. So that comes that's, out. That's a weird way to put it, though. It's a it? very weird way to put it. Yeah. Very heart since Christopher Reeve. Hello, man. That's just, maybe the very first Superman is what they're talking I'm, about. I'm trying to wonder what that would that possibly amounts to. Yeah. I mean, I, I got to assume that this is because it's kind of like a kid. Yeah. Uh, becoming a superhero. That this is kind of like a movie that maybe encapsulates that. I, yeah, like a coming of age. Well, not situation. even just that though. Like the the dream, right, of being a kid who can also be. Oh yeah. Know, like essentially Superman. Yeah, presumably a kid who's like a comic fan, 
right? Yeah. Who ends up right. who ends up gaining those powers? Right. So it is very very close to a lot of yeah yeah. And I'm curious to what extent they're going to allow it to exist in the same universe as other DC properties they've built up in recent years. To my knowledge, it's supposed to take place in the same universe, but it's it's really hard to tell. So uh, the, the Snyderverse. You know, you know, wait, what the what? The Snyderverse. Snyderverse. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is that Zach what Snyder calling was, it? Yeah, doing a lot of those early on. Interesting. I don't know. It'll be it'll be interesting to see. Here's the thing: is I've become so I'm not a fan of where this DC cinematic universe is DC, gone. DC into the Snyderverse. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you make it sound so much cooler that way. Well, no, no, no. Zack Snyder's not officially doing them anymore, though, right? No, he I did, know. Yeah. yeah, he did Batman vs. Superman. Uh, he did Man of Steel. I believe that was Zack Snyder as well. So yes. he did the early ones that sort of set this current trajectory. See, I, I really liked the first Man of Steel. I loved it. Like the when they had... Um, Zod was in it. Russell yeah. Crowe was in it. No, no, as Jor-El. Who, who was playing uh, Superman? Though? Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill. Yeah, yeah. Henry Cavill as Kal-El. I just couldn't. I couldn't remember. It's been that long since he's been Superman. It's no, a thing. I'm it's just, already been I'm a couple really of years. Bad with names so if you think about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, man, they were great, and I really enjoyed Russell Crowe as Jor-El. So yeah, I really no, enjoyed he that. did. Uh, he did actually a good job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that one was probably an underrated movie. I really enjoyed Man of Steel. Yeah, I think it. I think it was a lot better than what how people looked at it. And I remember going to see it with somebody who was like a huge Superman fan. Yeah, and I think he was really digging the movie up until the scene at the train station. Yes, the snap, the snap, the, the snapping. Yeah, the yeah, snapping. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. So we all know about the snapping. So spoiler alert: Superman does learn to kill. <laughs> in, yeah, in Man super of Steel. spoiler alert. It's been how many years now? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the whole universe has already come to an end. Yeah. That particular DC universe. I have literally yeah. had relationships start and end since then. <laughs> I don't. Like I, that, that I is, literally don't even remember that far back. Yeah. So yeah, it's been too far back in my life. So. You just follow your notes. Yeah, your basically. Journal. I yeah. take I take very detailed notes. They're on yeah. the whiteboard, as you can see. <laughs> God There's like it. three lines on the whiteboard. There are three right lines now. on the whiteboard. It's usually full. It's usually, it's full. usually full. Yeah, yeah. Because we're doing it early. Yeah. We're on a very compressed time schedule here, uh, which which is all my fault because I'm traveling for work tomorrow, no, no, no. which happens. throws our whole schedule off. But we've been doing really, really well. In fact, since we are at the top of the episode, still, I would like to thank listeners because we've had an absolutely amazing month in March in terms of listens and engagements, and uh, yeah. I, I mean to the tune of like three times bigger than our biggest month ever. So for that, we're really, really grateful, really thankful. Uh, I don't fully understand why all you are listening to this podcast but thank you no really no yeah it. it's you know it is it is great actually and I, I would actually really like to see more engagement just because i like i want to interact more yeah yeah side. it would be fun it but would be uh fun. but yeah that's just me being greedy yeah we're the trolls like why haven't we attracted any trolls yet i, I don't understand oh they'll come yeah very oh, strange yeah, they'll come very don't strange. worry about it don't i feel like it. that's the point of critical mass where things what, really take off when you when start, start getting yeah, uh, people who are just there to mess with you. Yeah, maybe once we get like more YouTube content up, they'll kind of start coming. Oh up yeah, probably. Work. So, but today we're going to talk about the Apple news that just came out of this last Apple conference, the Apple news conference in uh, last week of March. Yes. So that was the Apple Arcade that we'll discuss. We're not going to get too much of the details of the other items that were rolled out from Apple at, the, at that event. We are going to get into the Stranger Things three trailer, the Borderlands three trailer, and also the Sony State of Play, aka Sony Nintendo Direct. <laughs> so, which is essentially what it was, which is cool. We'll talk about it. No, that's and, good. Actually, uh, I haven't. Uh, I didn't see it yet. I haven't yeah, seen yeah. anything. I don't see nothing. Well, I, I don't think uh, much is going to surprise you in terms of the notes from it, but Probably it not. was very VR heavy, which we will get into as well. Right. So which I. Some, oh, sorry. Yeah. 
yeah, you did mention that, and I yeah. actually uh, I commented on that, I'll, which I'll read Yeah, you have here. some good good takes on that. We will get started today, though, because we don't really have a major feature item today because we're waiting for Shazam week next week. So <laughs> to, so we'll go ahead and start with what we've been playing and watching. So you said yeah. you've been working on something that's good in the multiplayer realm. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, so for multiplayer, what I've been playing recently, I was playing a uh, Death Road to Canada. Death, yeah, so Death Road to Canada is kind of like the... Um, Oh, hell. Well, it's an indie title, right? Yeah, it is. Uh, and were you playing on the Switch? or Switch, yeah. Switch? It came out on the Switch. Yeah. Yeah. It was originally out on PC. It was on mm. Steam. It's it's kind of like the fun, campy zombie survival game. And they actually make a lot of tongue-in-cheek pokes. At it, like, like, what is this, 2004? Making a zombie game. Oh, thing, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is really funny. Because sure, that was like the heyday of yeah, yeah. the zombie game. Yeah. And they were, the way that they designed the game essentially is like almost like a mini RPG, like an RPG light. Yeah. Mixed with like Oregon Trail. That's freaking sweet. Yeah. That's a and really then, cool but idea. Like intermixed within that is like combat scenes where it's like a top down. Yeah. And it's like, think of like a, um, oh, what, what were they called? Like the old shooters, like where it's like twin stick shooter. That's what it is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. It's like you. twin stick cool. shooter. But uh, a lot of the weapons are melee, but there are guns. Yeah. And every character can get, like, all of these different traits. And they some of the traits are good for, like, combat. Some of the traits are good for just the situations that happen. Mm. Like, one of them is paranoid, where this the character will always have these, like, bizarre plans on how to, like, potentially That's avoid, hilarious. like like really weird situations like oh like a fire broke out but this person's so paranoid they already came up with a fire escape plan so like you just follow that and you're that's fine. hilarious but then there's other times where they're, they're like and that stuff's spontaneous like the game's yeah. generating that as it goes along. yeah it's all it's all that's cool how do you okay so like it's procedural yeah yeah but it feels randomized enough okay like it's not just like a small pool of content that they constantly pull from mm. uh it seems pretty large at least from what i've played but i haven't yeah, played yeah. very much yet and yeah. i know there's a lot of other good content out there there's a point where we got a uh, guy in a hockey mask I had a machete and a chainsaw okay so like obviously like a killer and every once in a while when his morale would get low all of a sudden it would come up with a comment of like yada 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 his morale seems really really high all of a sudden and then it's like oh yeah and somebody's like missing <laughs> oh, <laughs> like he did that until the whole party was wiped he's like out. Jason or something. Yeah, it's like, exactly yeah, what yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and so you, you end up playing as just him because everybody else is dead. <laughs> and you would pick up new people and you're like, "Great, we can play multiplayer again." And then like a couple of events later, and they'd it's be like dead. Graphics, right? So it's like yeah, yeah it's like funny, pixel pixel. Ju- yeah, you don't see the kill. Like it's just, yeah. it's hilarious because it's just like it's like oh, I'm sure they're fine off doing something. <laughs> like it's just like it's really funny. Well, no, people disappear in the apocalypse. It's never good. No. Oh, yeah, no. yeah. Excellent, man. Aside from that, there was something else I was playing recently, too. Oh, Satisfactory. I've been playing more of that. Yeah, yeah. Remind me what that is. Again. Uh, so it last week. L- you're automating a factory. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah <laughs> That's okay. all it really is. Yeah. Um, but it was uh, a lot of fun. Other than that, just some mobile games. Nothing really big. I mean, Fire yeah. Emblem Heroes, which pretty Speaking fun. of mobile games, oh, I did a thing. Oh, no. Oh, I did a thing. What did you do? I got back into Pokemon Go. Oh, I did it. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's yeah. fine. Pokemon Go, I've been playing it. There was a big Trico event, so we got a bunch of Tricos. I got a Shiny. I got my first Shiny ever in Pokemon Go. I've got one, yeah. And since then, I've also gotten another. Okay, Not a very good one, but still, it's a Shiny, so I'm so pretty impressed. now you're just, like, enticing me with these weird collectibles. We're, we're um, in, man. We're in. We're all back in God damn it. on Pokemon Go. All right, I'll probably pick it up again. I don't feel good about it. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm not going to enjoy it. I'm not, I'm not proud of this development. 
that's that's actually really funny. Oh um, uh, man, you know what it is for me? It's kind of the hype of the new one coming out, Sword and Shield, and, I, yeah. and I, so I've been thinking a lot more about it. I'm like, oh, I really want to play some Pokemon. Now they have added in PvP. They've added in trading. Yes, I they've just, added okay, in. I uh, saw the PvP on my way. Up, yeah, okay. they've added in. I guess what are akin to gym battles, which is like training battles that you can do in the game. So it's it's really interesting. All the content they've added in to kind of make it a complete Pokemon experience as much as possible for the format of the game. But obviously, like we talked about last time, the effort from Niantic uh, creatively might be going toward the Harry Potter version that's coming out in the near future. The Fantastic Beast version. So it should be cool. I'm all about it. Yeah, it's, it's going to be it's all going to get some good stuff. I'm excited to see where that all ends up going because we're still pretty information light on a lot of that. Yeah, we are. Yeah. But um, I'm uh, crossing my fingers. Let's see what I've been playing. Just started, and I'm very proud of myself for starting an actual game. Oh, boy. So, yeah, I, I, it's pretty cool, man. It's uh, called Far Lone Sales, and you played it probably oh, last yes, year on PC. It. Yes. So we actually got a key from the publishers. In favor of full disclosure. What's that? <laughs> in favor of full disclosure. Oh, yeah, yeah, in favor of full disclosure here. Yep, I got the code from the publishers. They're actually called Mixed Vision. So they are a German-based company. That's that's who oh, really? that's who I've been conversing with there. And this is from developers Okomotive. Uh, yeah, far loan sales. I'm probably like two hours into it. I'm really enjoying it so far. You you might be able to speak a little bit more to it. In terms of the port itself, it seems like a pretty flawless port. I don't detect any issues I, I don't with the see game how whatsoever. It would, how would, how but would. a couple hours in, I'm really enjoying how the puzzles seem to pre- present themselves. Yes. And it's a really cool experience so far. Really different. Yeah. So very very art house, very indie. It if, is. You're in, if you're into puzzle or platformers, then this is definitely a game for you. I don't know how long it is in the end. Um, not very, not very, very long. Yeah, but... it may not be a terribly long game, but I'm really enjoying it. So I will be writing up a review for that for our Patreon page. Cool. And I may also publish it on the Ronin Keek website because I haven't published anything on there in a while, but i got to download the Wix app again. So mm-hmm. probably not. <laughs> oh, boy. Because <laughs> that's a lot of effort. But uh, I will I will link to it on the page and everything and on social media so people can see the review once it's absolutely up for the PS4. And, yeah, I'm really enjoying it so far. Yeah, no, I've uh, so I haven't played the PS4 version, so I'm not sure if there's any really real differences there. Mm. Probably not too many if there are. But been playing the PC version, and it's uh, – or I played it, I should say. I'm not still playing it. Although I do want to pick it up because I didn't finish it, actually. I got about three quarters of the way through, and then I just got slammed with a bunch of stuff. Mm. Um, But it's actually a very relaxing game. It is. Yeah, calm ambiance throughout. Mm -hmm. The game starts on kind of a... I don't know if it's supposed to be a somber note. Uh, You don't really know what the motivation is for your little traveler to kind of set out at the beginning, and I I haven't gotten to a point yet where Mm -hmm. where I currently know that. However, he has a land ship that's kind of put together. Yes. It looks like a sort of a, a land skiff sort yeah, of thing, but yeah. it has wheels on the bottom of it. So similar to, I don't know, something like from Star Wars or I don't know, something like that. Anyway, yeah, it right. does have two giant wheels underneath it, it kind of travels on. And you basically power this thing with water or with items or with a substance. I'm, I'm not quite sure what it is yet. It's just called energy. Mm-hmm. And it's a steam powered vessel. Yes. So you basically fill up the energy by hitting a button and delivering items to the to the fuel tank. Right. And then you also have to hit the steam button to get the steam flowing. And then you have to hit the go button to make it propel itself forward. And there's like a little brake mechanism above it. But yeah. you're you're a little person jumping around this yeah. this land ship as you're doing this. It's really, really cool. So yeah. so very, and, very different. Yeah, so it's uh the object I think is like you're burning them and that's the idea is that that's generating the steam to give you the power of the yeah. 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 And it's uh 
it, it is a lot of fun though because you're worrying about like okay you don't want too much pressure that like, you could take damage on that you have to do that release i learned that yes there yeah, is a yeah. fire hose on your vessel yes yeah yes yep uh when things catch fire that's always fun you have to run around with that yeah um there's also a tow cable out front i don't know if you've used that yet we have i haven't pull- had to use the tow cable so yet. it was where you pull your vehicle yeah i'm sure yeah. there's going to be a puzzle coming up very soon <laughs> yeah where we are using that yeah uh there was actually a point in time where i didn't realize that i could burn everything i thought there's only specific things i could burn yes yeah and so i, I actually have out. this massive collection of junk yeah in my vehicle because <laughs> whatever was, just was bouncing around up in the bed yeah, or whatever yeah 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 exactly <laughs> that's great and i started getting copies of them and i was like mm, maybe these things aren't as rare as i thought they yeah, were yeah, yeah. and then so what i was doing actually for a portion of the game was i knew that there was not much going on. So right. what it was, I actually grabbed the tow cable and I killed the engine and I dragged my vehicle. For That's like hilarious. Probably about a good 10 minutes or so. Yeah. But I was just enjoying the backdrop. It was a lot right. of fun. And I was just like, it was just having a relaxing time. Yeah. For people who might be into, oh, what was the other one that came out that was probably the inspiration for this? Journey. So for people who are into things like Journey, I think this would be up there for you. Maybe yeah. even a uh, similar experience to... Um, at least aesthetically to maybe yeah, like Ico or something like really that. The gameplay. the gameplay is quite different. Yeah, the gameplay is different than anything else I've ever seen, even for a puzzle game. But yeah, yeah. I would say overall, if, if you're into those kind of games and, and you want good ambiance, maybe sort of a calm aesthetic, then this is a great game to try out. Yeah, it feels uh, reminiscent of like the old like N64 Zelda puzzles. It's kind of what it feels yeah, like. like the totally. way that you have to solve those things. Like they're very simple puzzles, but there is a... Uh, point of like recollection of okay now how did I do this? Yep. Um, yep. I need to move this block over here to get up, up on that. Thing. Yeah. So like there's a little bit of backtracking that you do, but like nothing far, just within the same building. Right. Yeah. And so far um, the game hasn't overwhelmed me with anything. Like I no, haven't no, run no. into anything that I couldn't solve in ten or fifteen minutes. But, but it is cool though. As you play, your vehicle actually gets expanded upon. There's modular pieces right. that come in. It's actually very very neat. Right. And you get right. some really cool stuff later on. Like yeah. You get a thing that actually will vacuum up stuff as you drive over it. Oh. Okay. Uh, so that, that makes sense. Makes it so you can stay within okay. your little. Uh, so i look forward to getting that piece so that would be really really good to have yeah yeah so awesome good stuff man so yeah that's that's loan sales uh i will do a full review on that uh probably either next episode or the episode after but also have the article up so we can yeah yeah maybe i'll i'll try and get some uh, of my plan i'll try and finish it cool Yeah, I guess the only thing that's really been getting watched a lot of is the news because it's been kind of a news-heavy week. Uh, a lot of big topics coming out, yeah. especially in regards to gaming platforms that are coming out from you know places like Apple and Google. We'll cover the Apple one today. Kind of interesting week in, in in that regard. I guess we'll get into the news topics then. Yeah, yeah, because like <laughs> I'm not a huge, um, I'm not very familiar with the Apple space as it is. So I would like to hear a bit more about this. Yeah, we'll go ahead and fire it up with with the Apple story then to begin with. Then we got the uh, the Borderlands and Stranger Things three trailers to do right Those after that. Those things I can speak more to. <laughs> so the Apple event last week it was touting services rather than hardware. Right. Right. There wasn't so like a same, big same Google. They're dueling. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So they're dueling with Google at this point, especially well, maybe even not so much on the, on the gaming end. Yeah. So speaking of duels, me and Adam have been having this Beat Saber thing, and I'm totally coming out on here to call him out on it. Th- this is this is Adam of Ronan Geek Official Podcast fame. Adam. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, very good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we've been having this back and forth, and I, while I have not dethroned him on the majority of his songs, is one that I finally beat him on. Okay. And I did actually really, really good. So I'm just do, using this as a platform to be like, haha, top that. So we'll see if by next uh, recording, if he's actually done that or not. Yes, this is Adam, a.k.a. the Goku of Beat Saber. 
we'll as, see. as, as yeah. he's been come to be known. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll and then we'll and then you'd be the Vegeta of Beat Saber, you and I Osh. suppose so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Pretty pretty awesome comparison there. Yeah. So, <laughs> so the, accurate comparison. Th- this is where it comes down to all right, let's see what happened. <laughs> well, I'm anxious for the story arc to continue on Rogue. Yes. <laughs> but, Make but sure to mention on, yeah. it next time. I want to I I know if yeah. he's been dethroned officially or not. Yeah. So this is this is important, people. This is important. Super important. So Apple came in to talk about what's now known as their streaming service or Apple Arcade, which is a mobile slash desktop slash living room based gaming service. So it is subscription based. Allegedly, no further purchases will be necessary once you have the subscription to continue playing the games or accessing new content. That's what they're saying. So it's like a Netflix. Uh, It's weird. I would guess it's like a Netflix, but they're saying the games are actually downloadable and you're able to play them offline. Yeah, so it's probably like a Netflix with an authentication loop. So after so much time, if you haven't been online, then it's going to require it's going to stop your access. And it's going to say, "Hey, you need to go online to confirm that you're still paying for this." Oh, okay, okay, That's yeah, maybe, be. maybe something like that. Because uh, there's a time frame for things like that where they will say, "Okay, look in the program, you've accessed it for this many days without checking in." Right, right. So, yeah, there's going to be a fail safe built into it. Yes. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, Apple will get their money. They'll get their money. Yeah, yeah, they will. And then a few new games were announced that are specific to the platform. And this is this sort of is where my trouble with the whole thing comes in, is they didn't spend a lot of time on any single one of these games. And one of them in particular might sort of knock you off your feet a little bit. So let me, let me just go through these okay, real quick. On. One of them was called Beyond a Steel Sky. Yes. And it's allegedly drawn up by David Gibbons of Watchmen fame. And this is even the craziest thing in here. Oh. So this, this looks like almost a com- combination of like Fallout or Borderlands, sort of post-apocalyptic world that it's taking place in. But he's he the character at the beginning is walking into sort of a... Uh, futuristic-looking walled city, uh, and there's like a sort of a wasteland around him. Huh. So, yeah, yeah, looks okay. looks okay. interesting, and I think it's going to be a first-person type game from from what they showed. They didn't really show so a lot futuristic of action, city no. that's still active, but then yeah. outside is a post apocalyptic. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. kind of like a almost like a I don't want to say rage, but or like a like a Attack on Titan where civilizations all yeah, walled within yeah. like certain areas. The trouble is too is they didn't spend a lot of time on any one of these games. So there's one, not a lot of info, yeah. Right. One of, one of the developers or one of the people from the development team was talking about that particular one regarding David Gibbons, but David Gibbons wasn't featured Present, yeah. in it at all. Yeah. So there's some game where you have to fight with your mom and go to school. I can't remember what it was called. I was just taking notes as, as I saw it. There's one called Overland, which is a post-apocalyptic road trip strategy game. Actually didn't look you know, too far off from, say, what we're just talking about, far alone sales. You know, it's just, it's kind of blowing my mind, though, because, like, the first one you're telling me is, like, okay, I beat that game when I grew up. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. The, the second one is, like, I do that already. <laughs> now, he, here's the kicker. Hironobu Sakaguchi's on board. Okay. He's creating a game called Fantasian, which is a game, uh, it's strange. So they're photographing real time, like, real world 3D diorama models. And oh. they're putting that in the game, and then your character in the game, I think it's a sort of a puzzly looking game, but you're sort of running around on that model that they've built by hand and put into the game. Huh. So they're sort of mapping all all of like the you know, the walls and floors and everything to that model. That's kinda of neat. Yeah, so it's a 3D mapping obviously they're using for that. Yeah. So it's really strange though, because th- this is kind of where it breaks away for me. Then they do a sizzle reel. The sizzle reel, they talk a little bit about, uh, obviously they'll talk about it. They just show a frogger looking game. They show actual Sonic the Hedgehog. And huh. let's see. And then they also show a guy in a blue tunic that basically looks like Link in the Champions tunic. <laughs> it is literally, it is so bizarre. Like okay. it, the game that they're showcasing, which they showcase probably like 45 seconds to 60 seconds, looks like an absolute 
like Breath of the Wild ripoff, which is probably fine. <laughs> so if yeah. it turns out to be a decent game, good well, no, on like, them. I mean, that's good another thing, too. Like, even the things that I took a hammer to a little bit earlier, like the, the arguing with your mom and the road trip, thing, yeah. those kinds of games can be very good. Yeah, they're probably but going to be good. But this, this is where the trouble comes in. You got to take, take the shit out of something. As, as out, they right? go on. Yeah, about to. So as they go on, so they start talking a lot of bullshit. The creators of the games and the woman on stage who's kind of presenting everything. She's basically saying how Apple Games is helping move the medium forward, and how Apple Arcade uh, is allowing this to ha- uh, is allowing their creators to make games that were never possible to be made before. Okay, so I'm going to call bullshit on that. Yeah, they do. But, but they no, get no, deep into but bullshit. But moving the moving the medium forward thing, though, like I mean, that's what's just like Google's doing the same thing, but they're both doing it right. They're both moving the medium forward. Yeah. Which, if that's a good thing or a bad thing, we don't know yet. Yeah, they're moving to medium forward in so much as here's a new platform to play on. It's, it's a streaming platform, well, so similar to what Google's trying to do with, with uh, yeah, the, like, the, but the, 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 the Strata or whatever yeah, it is. The, um, Stadia. Yeah. Stadia, yeah. That, it's interesting to see them moving forward with a subscription model service because a lot of people, though, they're going to want to own their games. Mm-hmm. But there's a, there is a point, right? There's a money point where either you're paying for the game and that money is then lost to you or you're paying for a subscription and are you getting that game's worth within that subscription? You got to find that one nice point. And when you do, that's when it makes yeah. sense to subscribe. The one benefit to a platform like this is actually that you can access any game you want to, play yeah. it for any length of time that you want to, and just try it out. Yes. Right? So maybe in the future they do come up with more mainstream titles, more mainstream publishers, and they start publishing games on this platform. Mm-hmm. What's cool is, even with theirs, you'd be able to go in and just try the game out. And if it's not yeah. for you, don't play it anymore. Just move on to the next thing. That's what I did with um, PSN, right? I got that, and I played Until Dawn, yep. which made me feel like I got about three months worth of money out of it. So then I kept it on for the three months, and then I've, in that time, found a couple of other games that I've played and beaten which I've accumulated to more than that cost. So there's games that I've tried and I was happy I didn't purchase them, but there's ones that I was like, okay, I would have purchased this, but since I didn't have to, I got my money's worth out of it. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's a really good way to find out if a subscription service is worth it to you. Yeah, or like PlayStation that, PlayStation Now is, is Yeah, a that's good what one. I was using, yeah. Yeah, yeah. oh, okay, so, yeah. so some it of the classic that, titles yeah. on there as well. Well, not even just that, yeah, but there was a couple of others. Oh, actually, the Nintendo, I forgot what else was I playing. I said there was something else I couldn't remember what it was. Um, I was playing Mario Three. Oh yeah, how does it hold up? The, the, the Nintendo Classic Online, yeah, yeah. they have. Yeah, I played a bunch of games on there. There's a, couple, I, I there's a, a crap couple. ton of Wario's Woods. Oh yeah, is yeah. that a good? I haven't played that it's one. It's crazy yet. good. Okay, I'll check it out. But yeah, no, uh, Mario Three has been the main thing I've been playing on there. But of course, they have a uh, Blaster Master, which yeah. was weird that they have that on that because they, they re-released it as a uh, as a remake. They did, but the original um, one was a really beloved game that I don't know was as big in North America. But it, it uh, was, man, I have fond mo- uh, memories of playing that as a kid. I don't. I, I don't. I, I had a copy of it. I, I actually never, still have a copy of it. I don't think I ever encountered it back when I was still playing on NES. Oh, as dude, a kid. it was so good. Mario three and Mario was, two was like it was hard though. Huge, but I wasn't very good at it. Yeah, but I I played it a lot. Yeah, it's cool I, though that they're starting to put those on there. Yeah, it was the only game where you could get in and out of a vehicle at the time. That's right. That's there was what it another, was for me. You know, there was another one that came out afterwards that was kind of a rip off of that that I did play a lot, and I can't remember exactly what it was called. I'll have to look it up. So it was basically that, where you're okay. getting in and out of a vehicle and you can run around and shoot as well. Yeah, and I can't remember what it was called exactly. Yeah, but I was totally obsessed with it. So mm-hmm. anyway, for the for the Apple streaming service, they also had like sort of a. I don't know, it was a big screen up and it had a bunch of publisher logos on it. Some of the publisher names that appeared on there were Disney, Konami, Mistwalker Studio, which is actually here in Obusakaguchi Studio. What'd you say? Ubisoft. 
No, no Ubisoft. No Ubisoft yet. <laughs> I was going to say, because that would be interesting, right? Because Ubisoft is very big right now with uh, Google. So if they went and they did something with Apple as yeah. well, that would be like, oh, man. Oh, it, it'd be hilarious. Yeah. yeah, yeah. interesting thing. They weren't on there, and I wonder if that's why. I wonder that's, if there's any I kind of... I would almost guarantee that's why. Hmm. I would gu- almost guarantee that's why. That's concerning that they'd be seeking exclusivity between streaming platforms that's like already, that. No, it's already happening. I already guarantee it. Well, no. I guess they already do it with movies and TV. Well, think so. about it. VR is still in its developmental phase, and there's already exclusives between VR t- uh, hardware. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. There's things that are solely for Oculus, which is, of course, Facebook. Yeah. So, like, Facebook is very much moving into the games area, and, like, they're going to be doing that, but they yeah. have exclusives against uh, HTC. It's kind of similar with what's else. happening with the actual TV and movie streaming services where you have, you know, five, six, seven services all of a sudden that well, are yeah, kind of cropping up that all want to basically do what Netflix is doing. Yeah. So, in the end, you know, maybe you got rid of cable, and but instead you're paying, you're paying less for something like Netflix, yeah. but in five years, you're going to be paying just as much as you were paying for cable just to access all the content you would have wanted to otherwise yeah. because it's just all moving onto these streaming platforms. It's going to be very interesting to see how that plays out because I think that there's going to be a critical mass where people are just going to be like, all right, these are the ones that we want and everything else is going to fail. Yeah. And that's going to be weird then because then it's like, okay, well, is there going to be an amalgamation of some showing up? Because in that case, then you're getting access to more content, right? right? So it's going to be a very interesting kind of tug of war. Yeah, it is. And with television especially, I was reading something recently that was saying, you know, in you know 2004, there was something only like, you know, 180 or 185 shows on cable. So yeah. if you purchase cable, that's how many shows extra you had access to over and above what network television had, right? Right. But nowadays, that number is something like seven or 800. I yeah. don't remember the exact number, but it's it's increased exponentially to the point where, you know, not only is there too much content out there to possibly ever consume, but it's it's become so, like, stratified in terms of what kinds of content it is and who the audience they're trying to sell it to, right? Right. Yeah. But, I mean, it's that's... Gonna, it's going to become even more fragmented, though. No, I think that that's... It's both good and bad. It's bad because, like, okay, now I've got to subscribe to a bunch of different things, right? Like, I love my Netflix. But at the same time, though, I know that the Disney service is going to get me. But then, okay, now what? A third one shows up? I'm like, shit, now i got to pay for this as well? Well, the Disney service, though, man, they're, they're getting rid of the vault for that, right? So that's that's a that's a really interesting they're development. They're breaking the vault for that's that. Been, that's been their business model for Disney movies for the last 25 years. I mean, probably longer. More than that, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, no, that's insane. But it's good, though. That's a good thing, Yeah, I would argue. But, I mean, like at the same time, Disney knows that if somebody wants a copy of their damn movie, they're going to get it in this day and age. You oh, totally. You can pirate the shit. Totally bad. Yeah, yeah. So it's, at this point, like, the vault right. makes no you're sense. Right. It really does make no sense at this yeah. point. And it, but it did up until eh, last decade. Yeah, I would so. say up, up until maybe Blu-ray became the standard. So because then the movies also jumped in price to, like, just an absurd amount. Yeah, well, so. also then, of course, like, at that point, pirating had gotten big enough. And now everyone's like, oh, yeah, you want that whatever X show? I'll die know somebody who's got it or I'll go grab it for you or... There's lots of ways to to take to take things yeah. <laughs> that yeah. you can't get access to. It prohibition's never worked, right? That's that's proven. No, that's that's totally true. That's totally yeah. true. And I think that's also why HBO has opened up, you know, their platform to so many other places as yeah. well, right? To crave yeah. T V and, and HBO Go and things like that. So yeah. they kinda had to uh, just to make their shows more accessible because everybody was just pirating. Well that was the argument. The majority of the people that they nailed for pirating is because it's like, hey, I couldn't get it. Yeah. yeah. So I just wanted an accessible way to get it where I'm I'm not paying hundreds of dollars for cable for one show. Yeah. Right? Well, it's not even just that. Which like, is an unreasonable people, expectation. Uh, people could only get it through uh, Bell in Canada, for instance. I think that's still the case. 
Yeah, so Bell I think, has low rights. I mean, that's a whole other thing. Well, not HBO worth Go, into. you have to be a Bell subscriber to get. Yeah. Yeah, HBO yeah. Go, you have to be a Bell subscriber. So it's like, there's some weird gates yeah. out there. And yeah. that's what's it's ultimately costing them money. Because ultimately. I think a lot of people would rather pay for it than pirate it because they feel better. Yeah. Like, their consciousness. Yeah, yeah. I, I think very few people set out to do the illegal thing. Yeah. Well, there's some. Okay, so moving into trailer news this week, we got a couple brand new trailers that came out. Uh, a couple big ones uh, you might have already seen before. Stranger Things season three trailers actually been out for a little bit, so we kind of talked about it last week. Go ahead, just go for it. <laughs> yes, people, we drink pop and we also drink purple Gatorade as we're doing this show. It just happens. And then they also dropped the Borderlands three trailer. Randy Pitchford came out with the official announcement on Twitter, and therefore the trailer is now out in the open for Borderlands three. So this show more of the gameplay because I actually saw I saw the teaser. Right. Mm. Which was the mask. Oh, no, this was actual gameplay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, so it showcased a lot in here. So I wrote down a couple details just as I watched it through, uh, just to kind of give you an idea of what it's going to be all about. So we'll start with the Stranger Things 3 trailer. Uh, have you seen Stranger Things? Yeah. You a fan? A little bit of a fan? Are you kidding me? Yeah, I'm a little bit of a fan. Yeah. I, you know, I've been known to dabble in Stranger Things, seasons oh. one and two. No, I love uh, Stranger Things uh, season one especially. Uh, two is good, though. Yeah, I mean, it's a show that is definitely steeped in all kinds of nostalgia, which is awesome for the 80s. Yeah. Everybody yeah. loves that. So a lot of people who watch it, I would imagine, all come from the 80s, whether it's their formative years or their, their early years. Uh, certainly with us, it would be more like our early years. But yeah, it, it's a, a lot of the things in there definitely carried into the 90s, so it's fun to kind of reminisce about yeah. what's going on in there. It's a great trailer, actually, so if you haven't seen it yet, it's set to a rendition of the Who's Baba O'Reilly, kind of teenage wasteland theme going on, which oh, okay, is pretty cool. cool. Yeah, And the new season is set in the summer of 1985, so these are just details you can glean just by watching nice. the trailer. So presumably there's no spoilers in here, but just be aware, I may talk about things that you know come to fruition, or yeah. if you haven't seen Stranger Things season one or two yet, you might be out now. I'll try not to do that. Some of the favorite characters show up early on in terms of the kids. They show up in there. They also showcase Steve in there a couple times in a couple different ways. The trailer is actually kind of jam-packed, though, with a lot of action shots, jumping from place to place, and various scares unfolding. Um, looks like it'll be a standard eight-episode season of the show, but I, I like, am, am amazed by the amount of set pieces they're showing early on in the trailer that like all of this stuff will actually make it into a single season of Stranger Things. If, if it is the case... Truly, then it's going to be the most jam-packed season that we've seen yet. So it looks really, really good. Carrie Elwes is in it. No? Yeah, Carrie Elwes. So obviously for those Princess Bride fans out there, Jake Busey is in it as well. <laughs> so briefly, looking like a crazy person. Looks like Carrie Elwes actually plays a politician who may or may not be a bad guy. Hint, hint, wink, wink. So probably yeah. a bad guy. So it was pointed out in one of the trailer reactions I watched that the uh, sort of the poster for his campaign, his political campaign, looked a lot like the Trump-Pence poster from 2016. Oh, <laughs> so man. they might be leaning a little bit into current events ah, as well. I hope they're not, though. Well, I, I mean, like, as an allegory for what's happening in their I world. I get it, but yeah. still, it's yeah. like, come on, guys. There's a reason why we want shows to take us to places that aren't the reality. Well, it, it is a bit horrific what's happening out there right now, you know? No, so, I know, I get yeah. it, I get it, I get it. <laughs> but, like, the thing is, like, at the same time, it's like, there, there's got to be a line somewhere, and a lot of entertainers are blurring it. Yeah. Oh, totally. Totally. And it's it's getting almost too much now. We'll see. We'll see how much the Duffer Brothers lean into it. So like, well, we'll see. I'm like, I'm not. I'm all about uh, creative expression and, and whatnot. That's fine. But I'm just uh, voicing it as a come on. Yeah, they show a creature toward the end of the trailer. 
sort of, I don't know if it's like growing out of like an egg sack looking thing. I don't know. It's just sort of awesome. growing and getting bigger. And it looks a little bit like, I don't know, like a six-armed like liquor out of Resident Evil. Oh, okay. So it looks There's pretty wild, though. That could be. Looks but, uh, pretty I'm wild. i to see what uh, mythological creature or fantasy creature that uh, that becomes. Yeah, so certainly the Upside Down will play a part in this as well. That's the parallel universe they keep sort of ending up in, or the world within a world. Um, Eleven is in it, and she doesn't look very emo anymore. She looks like a like a nice girl now, like a oh, nice Hawkins girl. So, and it looks like that her and I don't know Finn Wolfhard's character. I can't remember what his name is offhand. It looks the, like they're the deputy, whatever. Okay. Uh, no, Finn Wolfhard is the boy. He's like the boy, the leader of the gang. Oh god. So yeah, yeah. It looks like they're actually more of a romantic item in this, which is it'll be interesting to see how they play that out among the sort of kids groups. Um, kind of yeah, it's definitely coming of age series. This is turning into. Pretty excited. You gotta watch the trailer if you haven't seen it. You'll enjoy it. You'll enjoy it. So, and then we'll get into the Borderlands 3 trailer. I did go ahead and take some notes about this one as well. Um, Borderlands 3, man, honestly, after seeing the trailer for this, I'm, I'm kind of... I think I'm all in on it. Really? I think I'm all in, man. Like, um, I really, really enjoyed Borderlands 1 and 2. And obviously, since then, there's been other stuff. Like, there was Tales from the Borderlands that came out. Uh, that was a Telltale Games series that, that was good. Telltale Games, obviously, is no more at this point. But apparently, it was a really funny series to kind of wait, play along wait. with. I never heard of that. Yeah. So, they did a Telltale oh, Games yeah. series based on Borderlands. No no, 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 no. Not that. Telltale's gone now. Yeah. I forgot, actually. No, oh, yeah, time. dude. We yeah, talked yeah. about it. We talked about it. <laughs> Yeah, that was a topic a little while back uh, at the end of last year. So was it October, November-ish they folded up? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was a whole thing, man. So anyway, Borderlands 3 is is obviously in the hands of Gearbox Studios and Randy Pitchford. So And it's looking really, really good. The announcement actually came directly from Randy Pitchford via Twitter. Um, the trailer shows a lot of things. Some of the more notable things that you do see are the return of some of the character classes, potentially the Angel character class returning from the very first Borderlands, or they could just be side characters and sit in the game. You know, you never know, right? There's yeah. always different character classes in these. I didn't see my favorite one from Borderlands 2. Sorry, let me rephrase that. Everyone's favorite class from Borderlands 2, the ninja character, Zero. I didn't see him in there, or any version of him. I actually didn't really play him. Oh, you didn't? Oh, no. it's awesome. It was awesome. I mean, you get I the idea, a... right? This is Diablo, but a first-person shooter. What was it called? I like what, it was like one of their first DLC characters. Uh, he the was one, no the one no it was the the girl with or maybe in the second one then, yeah I remember the psycho <laughs> that they did yeah. for for the yeah. which was like the coolest surprise DLC character I think there ever was his trailer too his reveal trailer was the best freaking reveal trailer yeah. for any character in video game history oh, so man. for anybody listening go and watch the psycho trailer from Borderlands two DLC characters it was freaking brilliant it yeah, was so it good yeah, it was so good so some returning characters also include Ellie they show her. Uh, her shop in this one. The clap traps are showcased in the new trailer as well. The Obviously, all the villains from the first two games as well. I think Handsome Jack is even showing in there for a moment. I'm getting this for PS4 for sure. Sorry, Gage. Oh, the character was Gage? I never played with her. No, there is the Mechromancer. That was it. Oh, that's right. Yeah, there was a Mechromancer character. Yeah. Yeah. That one I like the most. I remember that now. That, that would be a shame if they didn't have a version of that in this one. But the I always like Minion Mancer characters. So. Yeah, the, the the classes, though, seem to be getting more like specific, I guess, as they go along. So hopefully it stays in that direction and we'll get something similar. Yeah. Shit. 
You know what I did start watching? I don't even know the name of it. Fuck, I should look that up. Look it okay, up. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll, who, we'll, take, uh, we'll, we'll wait, get into it in a minute. Rooster Teeth makes it. Maybe you know. I don't watch anything from Rooster Teeth. Really? Yeah, which is strange because some people have said that the podcast reminds them of Rooster Teeth, but I literally don't know what they are other than people who make videos. Seriously? You don't know who Rooster Teeth is? They, they make, make videos. They make Red vs. Blue. Yeah, yeah. They make Rooster Teeth. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Well, no. Yeah, it's... They folded up, though, I thought. Their studio no, the studio proper actually folded up. No, Genlock. They released Genlock. It's a, oh. it's like a mecha... Oh, no, I'm thinking anime. of Machinima that folded up. Yeah, Machinima folded Okay, yeah, up. yeah. Yeah, no, no. Rooster Teeth. Yeah, no, Rooster Teeth made... Like, okay, Rooster Teeth was on Machinima. That's why you were like, maybe... Oh, they started like, RVB. There, RVB was on Machinima, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's what I was thinking of. Yes, but no, no, no. They're their own thing. Okay. Yeah, so uh, after uh, RVB, they did, a, they did a Sims thing for a while. They did a couple other things... And then they did um, all in the machinima genre. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then they went off and they made their own show, which was uh, Ruby, right? Okay. R W B Y. And then they they've now made Genlock. I think there was something else in between there that I may, I'm probably missing, and someone's gonna be like, "What the fuck, Rob? You didn't talk?" About but I don't remember. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know any of it, so they can yell at no, me no, first. Yeah, Genlock so far, really, really, really good. Mm. Watch like the first four episodes. And I've been. It's very on YouTube. With it. I take it. Um, no, I think it's on their site, though. Oh, it is on their site? Just yeah, embedded yeah. in there? Oh, uh, okay. you can get it on Crunchyroll. That's where I've been watching it. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. They do. Yeah. I forgot uh, Red vs. Blue's on there as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's also, right. Red vs. Blue was also on Netflix for a bit. That's right, it was. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it still is. It might still be. That's a weird licensing thing. Yeah, I wonder I wonder how they go about doing that. They probably just talked to Rooster Teeth directly and was like, hey, let's, yeah. let's freaking do it, man. Yeah, probably. Rooster yeah. Teeth has full control over their shit. Yeah, yeah. One, one of the few places out there that do, so... Yeah, it's basically okay. them and then Ronan Geek official podcast, and that's about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, uh, one of their main creators actually really loved uh, everything that he did, and then he uh, he unfortunately uh, he died of cancer. Oh, yeah. I know. Brutal, I'm, I'm bringing all the all the sunshiny oh, things. That's sad. To yeah, no, it was sad, but uh, but he was uh, able to get out the content that he wanted to. I'm sure he would have done so much more, but it was uh, yeah, it was sad passing. But it comes from the mind of a great of a great great man. Yeah, man. Spe- no, speaking he- speaking of cool sort of, um, I don't know, sort of offbeat services like that, and, and and video content creators. Actually, I saw Adult Swim is coming out with their own channel, which yeah. I'm very interested in. Well, an advertisement for the, it. The adults. It's funny that they're coming out with their full own channel. Yeah, yeah. It's just is all- that going to showcase uh, Rick and Morty? Is that yes, the idea? in fact, Rick and Morty was definitely in the trailer for the uh, or in the commercial for the service. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's not surprising. Then well, I'm looking forward no, to it. No, though, of course. Yeah. I hope that they feed into more online services. Speaking of feeding into online services, sorry, yes, continue. We'll, we'll get <laughs> we'll get into the Sony state of play. This was very VR heavy. This was very very VR heavy. Which oh yes, I, I, I know my area. Yeah. <laughs> so what I'll do is I'll just sort of kick in with the first title here, and then you can jump in with the VR sort of details if you want to. So, so Sony state of play. This is the first time they've ever done uh, anything like this in terms of a Nintendo Direct format, which is what it was very similar to. So if you're looking for you know, cross-comparison, this is the thing that it's like. It was not dissimilar from a Nintendo Direct. That's that's very similar to what it was. Right off the bat, they kind of just get into titles, and they basically just bookend trailers that are sort of extended trailers for games that, that offer a description of what the game is about as well. Did start off with what appears to be a full-on Iron Man VR game 
for PlayStation. I haven't heard that this is coming out for any other platform other than PlayStation VR, so this could be kind of an um, interesting Marvel I Iron Man, I think Iron Man VR is a PS exclusive, but if not, I think it's also coming for the Rift, but I don't think so. I think I think it is a PS yeah, exclusive. Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if maybe stuff from Sony crossed over into the Facebook realm as well for Oculus, so that, that wouldn't surprise me. The next game up was Sony's Mario Kart, a.k.a. Crash Team Nitro Racing. Refueled, or fueled. I can't remember exactly what it was called. There's fuel in the in the tanks. Yeah, yeah, there's fuel in the tanks for sure. They are moving at a high rate of speed. It is a very low poly count on the characters, which I'm guessing they're doing to make it look cutesy. But yeah, definitely just a Mario Kart clone in, in, in probably every sense of the word. No Man's Sky VR is the next big VR announcement they drop for the PS4 VR. And No Man's Sky VR is actually going to be free for anyone who currently already owns the core game, which is really cool because that includes me. Because <laughs> <laughs> I rebought it back when it was $15 right before Next dropped. And yeah. uh, I, I think the price has gone back up on the used copy since then. But uh, I got it, I got back into it for cheap. And I'm actually seriously considering now between uh, you know, Elder Scrolls and this uh, actually going in on a PlayStation VR. PSVR also has Beat Saber. This is true. This is true. And you guys but did get me into Beat Saber. But you won't be able to mod it. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And that's that's always going to be the conceit of the VR on something like this versus the Vive. The Vive is always going to be the freaking Cadillac of anything VRs, that, right? Anything that goes into um, a PC is then able yeah. to be modded. Like for somebody like me, ultimately, like a vanilla state of this service or this thing Doesn't is always going to be fine. It's great. Yeah. Like Beat Saber vanilla yeah. is good. Right. It's not a bad game. Not at all. Look, all I want to be able to do is just get into Skyrim and just in first person realize my dream of reading the lusty argonian made volumes one and two from a first person perspective in the game like that's what i really that's so probably my greatest dream in gaming there was a moment i was playing because so i i had skyrim vr yeah i did i got rid of it why didn't like it what yeah what's that to like it's just Skyrim, but you're just looking at all the things directly no, from your own it was eyes. Really, it was super janky. No, no, it was it was room scale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't just looking through with your head; it was moving around too. Yeah, but you have to like, don't you just use a controller to move around? Yeah, teleport move kind of thing. Easter standard. Oh, interesting. So you, you, kinda you jump, can no, jump, you can jump, you jump. can do um, standardized movement. That's possible. It's yeah. really disorienting. Oh, here's the thing. Okay. I will probably get Skyrim VR when my I've got some shoes coming in. Mm-hmm. That was a Kickstarter that I did. Skyrim um, shoes? No, not Skyrim shoes. They're like called, I don't even remember anymore. Pitch shoes? Do they fly? Cyber shoes or something Cyber like that. Cyber shoes? Yeah. Like from Tron? <laughs> Tron shoes? No, they're kind of like these... Uh, but if they made them look like Tron shoes, dude. Well... They light up and everything? That'd be sweet. I don't know if they light up, but they're nice. Yeah. Like I've seen them in action. They're good. And yeah. I'd probably get Skyrim VR then. Okay. But until then, I've been playing Fallout VR, which I know, hey, it's like, well, why wouldn't you just play Skyrim VR? Yeah. Like Fallout 4 VR. Believe it or not, there's actually a significant difference between the oh, two. Oh, Fallout 4 came out so long after. Well, it's not even just that. Yeah, yeah. Just the way that the VR interacts with you. Okay, gotcha. Because VR is a very different medium to interact with. Like, It is not just I slap on a VR and I grab a controller and play. It right. is, you know, there's movements that need to have a certain consistency mm-hmm. in your ability to do certain things. Fallout felt better to me. Yeah. It's also less of like a hoppy game. Because it, the map isn't as ver- is, isn't quite as vertical as something like Skyrim, where the whole idea is you're based in this mountainous region. Yeah, no, it was just it was more so the jankiness or the responsiveness of the controls. Yeah, and for, for some reason Skyrim VR uh, was just uh, it felt like way yeah. behind. I just want I just want to be able to explore like the cities and the countryside. And oh, stuff in that and, case, you'd love person. it. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. you'd love it for that. Yeah, so I, sure. I'm definitely more of the exploratory type gamer, which is why. 
you know, typically when I'll play that through now, like I don't play it through on harder and harder difficulties anymore. Mm-hmm. I play it through on easier and easier difficulties because it's like I've already played it through like yeah, you've already like, probably done a dozen times, yeah. man. Yeah. So same thing with like Breath yeah. of the Wild. Like if there was an easy mode for that for my next playthrough, I would totally take it just to be like, just have fun with just it. Just have fun with it. Yeah, yeah, and experience it all over again. I mean, yeah, yeah, and and that's not to be understated. Like I said, Skyrim was not a fan, but Fallout Four VR, I've had so many interesting interactions. Yeah. And to be honest with you. You know what the best part about the Fallout 4 VR is? And you're going to love this. It's the settlements. Building the settlements. Being able to take a bottle in your Dude. hand and place it on a shelf. Oh, that'd be so sweet. That, I try to do that in the game of mm-hmm. the PlayStation, and it's so tough. Yeah. So, though, literally, I've grabbed things off the ground, yeah. and I've stuck them on a shelf, and they yeah. perfectly sit there. Or no, I guess I guess in one of the updates, they did add in a thing where you could just, like, default place items, but they would just sort of pop up yeah, wherever no, they pop up. Right, yeah. Right? No, this so, this is, like, a, a one-to-one movie. Yeah, thing, so. that is so cool. And that, that is, like, cannot be overstated. For somebody who wants to have that exact yeah. look, like, oh, I want a gun to tilt this way and lean against this. Yeah, man. And in, yada, yada. In like, Fallout it, 4, my first yeah. playthrough, I probably spent 250 hours in that game, and I think 200 of them were building. Yeah, like building settlements. I was I was obsessed with it, man. No, I get like it. Just the, the the more I could get, the better. So that man, it was so much fun. Yeah, it was so much fun. So it's gonna be great. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so v- VR is a lot of fun, and there's a, I think you said there's a couple other things you wanted to touch on. Yeah, too no, no Man's Sky VR looks really interesting too. So I I really like No Man's Sky next. It's been really cool. You can build bases. They're rudimentary compared to something like Fallout Four, but they're still pretty fun to do. And just to see, just to be able to look around these really exotic-looking worlds from a first-person view would be really, really fun. So, anyways, that's that's some of the VR updates. A lot of other games, though, that they talked about. So, there's something called Ready Set Heroes, which looks like Skylanders without the toys. There was more VR stuff. There's a lot of, like, random little indie titles they showed as well, so they didn't really elaborate on any of them. That's good. Well, I mean, you know, the big reason why they're making this jump is they've got actually, what, a couple of million people who own these headsets now yeah that's what you're saying yeah yeah, yeah. i thought i saw something like there's 3.4 million shipped now or almost no, 4, million 4 million not shipped no sold directly to consumers. that's like installed player base yeah for vr that's wow. that's people who have it not not their distributors own it yeah. or anything like that no like because like a lot of times when and people don't know this when they talk about uh sales figures they'll talk about what they've sold to dealers because at mm. that point they don't care right that a dealer stuck with a game like yeah. like a EB or a GameStop or whatever. Right, right, right. If it's on their shelf to to a developer, that's considered sold. Right. It's already left their warehouse. Yeah, they got the money. But in this case, PlayStation revealed the numbers based off of their sales on the consumer end. So that's like places like that's GameStop have sold. That's that, really yeah. impressive. Then. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's, so that's extremely. That's impressive. basically equal then. You know what they've amassed as a blockbuster game title. In terms of sales, right? Yeah, so with yeah. almost four million sold or but whatever so the case for, may be. For, but for a piece of hardware, like you got to think about that. It's like that's not a big number. It's not like in the grand scheme of things, it's a small number. But for something that is this fresh out of the out of the box, yeah. and this pricey, that's huge. Well, it's already outsold the original PlayStation Move. Yeah. Right, so it's outsold the Connect certainly in terms of uh, just sheer consumer sales on on the Connect when it was packaged separately. The, ignoring the 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 PR ramifications yeah. of those previous technologies. <laughs> alone yeah yeah so it's done really well for itself though i'm really excited for it they showcased another game for it called blood and truth which looks sort of like a spy game but the trailer it was trying to be too gritty for its own good like there was like Mm. a sort of hard-edged police guy who was like we'll go back to the fucking force or something like that like it was just it was too much like it was really campy looking uh Mm. so and i don't think they intended it to be 
campy looking was, now, was my impression. I don't think that this is going to be a PSVR exclusive, but I do believe it's on PSVR. Uh, Wolfenstein, I think it's called Colossus. New Colossus. That's the second Wolfenstein. Yeah, yeah. No, no, sorry. That's the new. That's the new. One. That's not what I'm talking about, though. No, it's called. Uh, it's like Cyber Cyber Mech or something like that. It's a VR exclusive Wolfenstein. Oh, game. it's it's just piloting the Max yeah. in the game. Yes, that would be extremely and, cool. Uh, here we go. Cyber Pilot Wolfenstein Cyber Pilot, PSVR and Steam VR uh, in in July. Interesting. Good shout out. Actually, another great reason to go into PlayStation VR if you haven't yet. Yeah. So that is all you behind this. Uh, uh, you're a cyber pilot. That's exactly what it is. It's what the name's on the tin. But you go around and you're just uh, you know you're just killing Nazis. <laughs> that's that's always a good time. I mean, no matter who you are, no matter where you're at, killing Nazis. That's yeah. a great pastime. Yeah. I highly recommend games where you do that. That's a good time. You know, I, I actually haven't beaten. I haven't actually even played New Colossus yet. I got to get around to that. Yeah, I haven't played it either. No, because I actually really enjoyed the first one. Um, so. so there's also going to be Vacation Simulator, which is a takeoff of the Work Simulator. <laughs> yes. So it looks good. <laughs> okay, that game is actually a lot of fun. Uh, I what, love Work Simulator. There's another uh, game coming up, but it's probably not for PSVR. I think it's only for uh, like uh, Steam and whatnot. And that's uh, by the Squanch Studios, Squanch Tendo or whatever they're called. It's uh, Justin Roiland, the guy who voices Rick and Morty. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. The, he made a game uh, called like Counting VR with a with a developer. Oh. He voiced the majority of the characters in that. And now there's a new one called Trover Saves the Universe. Yeah. And it looks like a Mr. Meeseeks with two eyeballs that are creatures uh, that, that also that have was, eyeballs. I think that was in this briefly. Was it? Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, it like, was in this very, very briefly. It sounds yeah. entertaining as shit. So they didn't. Uh, they didn't show much of it. That was no. just in the sizzle reel. Well, it was it, just in the sizzle reel. It, it, I don't think it's also very kid friendly. Probably, so. probably not. So they also showed in this uh, some new original titles from Sony Worldwide Studios, including Concrete Genie. Yeah, what is that? So it, at first, I thought it was going to end up like a Pokemon game where you're collecting these monsters, but you're essentially like a boy who has the power with some sort of brush situation to like paint creatures or monsters or something like them onto walls around you and they're sort of neon colored and then they come to life and they're able to run alongside you or run around the world just along surfaces so they never come off the surfaces but but later in the trailer it actually shows that there is a monster that he didn't draw that is like 3d in front of him like it still looks like a drawing but it's come out it's standing in front of him so but it's attacking him so they might actually do something where um you're actually able to fight with the monsters then similar, you know, a la Pokemon. But the story of the game looked like it was uh, very similar to, uh, oh, no, sorry, not, not very similar to, rather, you're like a boy getting bullied, and that's why you're doing all this drawing. Oh, okay. So, and then you sort of take your power back. So this is a VR game, but yeah, is it a PS exclusive, game. is it? Uh, what's that? Is it a PS exclusive? No, sorry, it has a VR mode, they said. Uh, so it's not a VR game, so who knows what that means. That's, a, that's unfortunate, because it sounds like it's fun, because it sounds like they took the idea of scribble knots and, yeah. they, and they turned it into a game that has some actual more weight behind it. Yeah. And like a scribble knots VR would be awesome. Oh, it would be really cool. It yeah. would be really cool, it, especially if they could make it into like a 3D environment around Yeah, you. yeah, yeah. yeah that's what I'm saying, yeah. That'd be very, very cool. And then they also showcase Days Gone from Sony Worldwide Studios, which, of course, they've been showcasing that for yeah, forever. Ever. Yeah, uh, It feels like it. But, like, I mean, at the same time, though, I appreciate that they're taking their time developing the game and yeah. hyping it up. Maybe the first official zombie game ever. That's, that's what I've yeah. been looking at it as. I'm like, this looks like it could very well be the first yeah. actual zombie game. I, I, think, I think they took but, all the criticism of other quote zombie games in the past that weren't really zombie games and yeah. sort of said, okay, well, we're going to do the actual first one. And so Sony is That would that. be nice. Uh, I'm still skeptical because it looks fairly linear, so it's not going to be an open world zombie survival game. 
Because we haven't had one of those yet. Okay, yeah. People will always argue that with me. They're like, oh, yeah, we've had open world like seven days to die, stuff like that. I'm like, no, those are not zombie games. You are not properly barricading and trying to survive right. in a realistic zombie. It's got to be like a survival like, zombie game. Yes. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Like you're in right. an R-World zombie game. So hopefully Days Gone ends up being that one. But it looks it looks so heavily focused on just the big action No, set and pieces. it looks great. No, yeah. don't get me wrong. I'm not criticizing that. It looks like a phenomenal game. Yeah, I'm yeah. probably going to be getting it because I'm super excited for it. Yeah. But you got to realize that labeling your games properly is important because when you try to explain something to somebody and you say the wrong thing, yeah. they're going to hate you for it. <laughs> But the thing is, like, there's also a, there's also a rule to be thought of there, right? When you're talking about games and you're like, "Oh, hey, is this a zombie game?" It's saying something to the publishers as well. Yeah, you're 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 putting titles on these games that that they're gonna go, "Oh, cool!" So that's what we're supposed to be making. Yeah, and if you don't give them the exact parameters for what you want, they will always fuck it up. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true for anything. So, especially with uh, licensed content, I think that happens a lot yeah. of times, right? Yeah, of course. So they, they, they don't the the vision doesn't get clearly communicated, and a lot is lost in that translation. Yeah. So, and then uh, the other bookend on on this whole thing was uh, MK11, which you know is what it is. So it's coming out. It's soon. So and, it is another uh, MK it's coming game. out on everything. So it is another MK game. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Looks like there's like shadow versions of the characters. Shiny Cage is back. Really? In two versions, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, no, you're saying Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. I thought yeah. you were saying MK. Yeah, Mortal Kombat. Different game series. Oh, okay. Oh, you're thinking of the old, yeah. like the third person from IDOS. Yes. The, yeah, I remember those games. See? Yeah, See? yeah. Those like were good. I said, no, but that's what I was just talking to you about. Dude, you gotta be careful okay, what you're if saying. Anybody else thought of that series when I was talking about MK11? So please write in and let us know at, at pod <laughs> at gmail.com. We have to know if that's also the game you thought of because that's freaking, that'd be amazing yeah. if other people thought of that as no, well. No, I'm waiting for a new Yeah, that, that, was, that was an interesting series. It wouldn't, was, wouldn't have been an MK11 anyway. So yeah, it was, uh, was on they did one on a PS1. One. They might have done one on PS2. They, they did a reimagining, I think, recently. Yeah. Or a new one came out, or something came out. Like, and when I say recently, M- yeah, like, what was last... called MDK. It might have been MDK. Yeah, yeah, yeah but still, I mean, still, I, no, actually, I, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, up. I thought about it yeah. too. Funny. That's that's funny. So the Sony State of Play has gotten mixed reactions so far from people in general. Some people are being critical of it just because they say it's too much like a Nintendo format in terms of Nintendo Directs. That's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. In fact, Nintendo does a great job with Nintendo Directs. And typically there will be an announcement about a Direct coming up that's two or three days away or a week away. And that causes a lot of excitement and a lot of speculation. And it's fun. So hopefully that's the direction we're headed in with the State of Play because I think that would be really, really cool. And this this State of Play is also arriving in a year when Sony is committed to not attending E3, which is another interesting detail. So maybe maybe it's just a case now where unless these... Uh, less a fan of that, by the way. What's I am, that? I am less a fan of that. So you're less of a fan of that? Yeah. So it's. I think it's fine. They, I, I don't know why. Not, they're not showcasing the PS5 this year. You they're know what I mean? They're going to do it on their own time. Right. Yeah. Right. So, which, you know, is up to them. But here's the thing, though. You never want to complain about a good thing. If somebody's like, hey, yada, yada, this is too much like Nintendo Direct, shut up. <laughs> oh, no, because right. because like you want these developers to give us this information, yeah, straight from the mouth of the of the people there. And yes, I realize it's going to be totally structured and it'll be totally like pre-rendered, yada yada. Sure, that's fine. But the thing is that we're getting the information 
straight from them. And I actually like Nintendo and it. So over the years, since the Nintendo Direct format has evolved, now they have like big wigs from Nintendo, you know, in front of Pokemon Company doing the yep. presenting of these items as well, which is really fun to watch because they're they're sort of you know presenting it in a really friendly way. Like, are you comfortable? Are you having a good time? Okay, here now we're going to talk about Pokemon, and here I have for you so and so, and they yeah. do really good handoffs like that. And it's just it's, it's refined. A, yeah. It's a refined way of giving you the yeah. information you're looking for. It's almost like. They could show that to fans, and they could also show it in like a business meeting. Now, CD you know Projekt I mean? Red—it's it's really cool. CD Projekt Red needs to take, take a word from these guys because <laughs> I want to know more information about 2077. No, you get one dump a year of information about Cyberpunk 2077. I know it's goddamn painful. <laughs> one dump a year, and it's like 50 minutes long. So yeah, that's uh, yeah, CD Projekt Red, man. So throw us a bone here. So no, they have. More. They have recently thrown us a bone, actually. It's, We're looking uh, at seeing the game. Dude, maybe. it's going to be PS5, next Xbox. Well, like it's next it's, gen, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be next gen. So just from, from the scope of what they were showing even last year, man. It wouldn't, like, have, been, it wouldn't have been able to go on the on the current. Yeah, it, it, would be, it would be great if, if there was some version of it on them that we could play sooner. But honestly, I'd rather just wait till next gen and then get the, get the game they intend to make uh, without, obviously, there's nobody forcing their hand. They can, they can take yeah. however long they freaking want to because they made The Witcher. It's up games to them, actually, man. Games actually effectively already done. They're just doing questing yeah. and stuff like that, right? Yeah, now. yeah, and, and, and you know, and they're making money in the meantime off Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill's making that making that dough from Netflix for him. So hopefully, <laughs> on the Witcher series. So we'll see how that yeah. goes. I'm yeah. actually excited to see how that turns out. There was a Hard Times article making its way around on Facebook that really? said uh, Henry. It, it was. It's all obviously all fake headlines. Yeah. It's satire, but it said Henry Cavill still in character, taking taking side roles, and thus. The, the, the production of The Witcher has gone on indefinitely, and it showed him, like, in character, but he's taking on other fantasy roles as, like, a joke. But, yeah. It's not true. <laughs> no, None of it's true. No, yeah. It's just really funny. But, uh, yeah, so I'm sure that's happening in the background. So some big news in our world, just to kind of tie it up here. We actually have had uh, some new art come out recently. Yeah. So I'd like to call those guys out just to kind of get the call, word about, call about, them out. about the call them out, uh, shout them, them out, drag, drag them into the street. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're so angry at you for doing such a good job <laughs> on making our art. Stop for it. For a podcast. It's too much like Nintendo Direct. <laughs> one, one of the gentlemen goes by IP Lobato, and he has sort of an Akira meets Tekken Concrete meets the Warriors style. And yeah. he's done, uh, I believe I have it up on our Twitter right now, and I also have it up on our Instagram and I think I even use the background now on our SoundCloud feed. So if you're on any of those places, you can see what that art looks like from him. Looks really, really freaking good. It is unbelievable. So professional. And uh, he does a series called the Boodoo Man series, which is like the Blue Men series. Yeah. And it's very, very Akira inspired. So if you are into pop art, anime art, things like that, that's absolutely what you can get into there. And then the the other gentleman here, I'll just go off his Twitter. His Twitter handle is uh, at Loco, uh, Loco Nathan Commissions. And basically what he did was the persona 5 inspired uh logo that i've been using in some places as well yeah. a couple artists then who've kind of supported the brand uh they're commissioned pieces so these these are completely original pieces okay i'm gonna ask you to do something you can roll your eyes on me but can you actually spell both of those names out yeah i can do that because as you. somebody who's always looked for good art and whenever somebody says somebody's name i like i'm like how the shit do you let's spell let's that? do that for these guys and, and yeah. also link to them in the in the notes as well yeah exactly no yeah because by all means, we definitely want to support them for sure. Loco Nathan is actually at Mad Dog Nathan. So that's at M A D D A W G Nathan. So just the standard name. N A T H A N. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And then the other one is uh, at IP Lobato. You can find him there on Twitter or on Instagram. And that's at letters I P and then L O B A T O. Yeah. So you can search them out on there. And I will link to them to their profiles in the podcast notes below. So you can scroll down and take a look there. And uh, yeah, that's basically. 
kind of all we got this week. Yeah, it's a a short, 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 sweet. Short but sweet, man. So sweet. So, and and then I'll speed up the audio. So after I edit, you can literally listen to it in, I don't know, like 40 minutes. So we'll sound kind of like chipmunks or something, but we'll get through it really fast. Let's not do that. (laughs) Why would we do that? The goal is a short quality episode, not the shortest episode ever. Yeah. I think if anyone's going to be giving us the their amount of time, they want it in good quality. And if they want to speed up, they can do it themselves. Actually, a lot they of can. apps allow yeah, for no, that. No, exactly. Bizarrely, I, I don't understand it. Well, because people want to consume information as fast as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't agree with it personally. But yeah. That's that's 100% a, a, a personal But thing. we talk fast a lot to get through all the information we get through on an average episode. So are... I mean, I drag on. I, I will admit that I am slow sometimes. But, okay, well, then I talk really fast. And you I, do, dude, yeah. In eight times speed, what would I sound like? Hilarious. It'd be, well, hilarious, but it would be ridiculous. It'd be too much, man. Like, your yeah. head might explode if you hear that. Eh, maybe. maybe. At least not. mine would. That's it for Rona Geek Official Podcast, episode 38. So you can find us, of course, on Facebook, uh, Facebook dot, uh, face, uh, facebook.com slash Rona Geek News. Same, same handle on Twitter, Rona Geek News. You can find us on Twitter at Rona Geekery. Email to us, RonaGeek.com. Uh, that's the old one. Rona Geek Official Pod at gmail.com. Boy, am I glad this episode's over, man. <laughs> This is Alex Austin signing off, Ed. Rob. All right, thank you so much for listening. Thanks.